Welcome back to the California Work Comp Report. Today is our final installment of our series, Workplace Harassment, a page from Machiavelli's book. So Paul, Paul, talk to us about weak officers and why that's so important. Hmm. Weak officers are cool. <laughs> to, a, to, a guy who wants, to a guy who wants to become the leader and the head of his own army and his own city and his own country and his own continent, uh, you need these weak officers. Um, there are a dime a dozen, aren't there? Mm-hmm. So if, if you get rid of a weak officer, that's wonderful because you could always replace him or her. Uh, yeah. and, and and forgive me if I always keep saying, and I'm referring to always a him. I'm always talking about guys, 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 because every my entire world of studies is Renaissance, and in the Renaissance, it's all it's only about guys. Women right. were not allowed to, uh, to 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 rise in in these power in these power in these offices in these organizations, uh, unlike today. So it, it's a good thing. As a matter of fact, something's just coming. Just things coming to mind. Two things you don't touch on anybody's behalf, Machiavelli says, unless you really want to start like World War Three. You okay. don't touch anybody's property, personal property, or mm-hmm. women. You don't mm-hmm. you just don't do that. So hire hire somebody who's not as smart as you that mm-hmm. you could always fire and, and get somebody else. Or if fire, when I say fire in Machiavelli's terms, you're gonna kill. Uh, he's actually going to, he's accidentally going to fall into your dagger <laughs> and he's going to, he's accidentally going to die. And, we'll, and it'll be we'll his fault for being else. there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, he slipped on the banana. I, I didn't. Yeah. Right. Right. That that's, it's important to hire these weak leaders underneath mm-hmm. you that are going to help you do what you want. But at the same time, don't touch his house. He's got a mortgage. Don't do, don't go there and don't touch his wife and and, and his daughters. Just don't yeah. do that. So, it, it, I mean, it's kind of not, not funny. It's strange. It's unique on how Machiavelli is justifying certain things, saying hire, hire the weak guy, the guy who's not as smart as you, to help you do what you want, but th- don't touch his wife and don't touch his property. So because of don't, code. Don't yeah. threaten to take his house down or burn it down or stuff like that. Yeah. Don't threaten to kill his wife. T- take it out with him somehow or another. And again, that that's still Machiavellian. I mean, that's perfect. It's the, the ethics of Christianity are not there. It's completely un-Aristotelian. Uh, we're, we're not talking about being a good person. The virtue there, Machiavelli says, it's all about how, how many buttons can you push at the right time to get what you want and then hit – it's more virtuous to figure out how to change your strategy depending on what the outcome is. So depending on how the harassee is acting, you're going to have to change your strategy. And that's virtuous. <laughs> Opposed to the church being saying virtuous is, is being a good guy and being altruist, helping people and not, you know, uh, picking them up when they slip from that banana peel. Uh, <laughs> not not shoving their head into that dagger and make sure they're dying. Um, so it, it, it's very strategic, um, but it sounds like an evil book. It truly does. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes a lot of sense when the more we talk about uh, harassing and how it goes how one goes about harassing individuals and, and companies and how you, you get to defend yourself when there's a much broader market. Uh, I want to, 
I want to be the leader of that new hospital, of that new university. I want to be mm-hmm. uh, the dean of a college. Uh, yeah. You could get there, but you're going to have to play chess in a very interesting way and make sure that the competition, your competition is going to be wiped out. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have competition constantly on your back. You know, but, but you want to be the dean of that college or that university. So get rid of the other ones. Start putting negative reviews on them and accusing them, just like uh, your case, John. Accuse them of things that they haven't done. That's fair game. Mm -hmm. And your goal is to achieve something. Uh, And and that harassment is ridiculous. But again, it's very difficult to deal with on the harassee point of view. And very expensive. And I was going to jump in and say, it kind of in closing, as we wrap this up, and by the way, thank you, both of you. This has just been a fascinating discussion and uh, and very practical, I think, for anyone who's you know interested in studying the mechanics of harassment or has, you know, unfortunately been a victim. But um, it's it's. You know, harassment, like I said, it it has a higher bar um, than any other work comp type of injury. Psychological injuries are very difficult to prove your case. And imagine that you're being harassed and you have no access um, to the harasser's human resource file. Um, You ask human resource, well, has this guy had any um, uh, or gal, whoever you're complaining against, do they have any record? You know, have how many complaints have been against him? And the number one answer you'll get back is, Oh, we can't tell you that. That's his or her privacy. You know, we we can't tell you, you know, how many complaints. There could have been 1200 complaints, 1000 complaints, you know, but 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 that's, you know, part of the response, you know, this is privacy. Sorry, we we can't tell you about what else have you got, you know, kind of thing. And and the other thing I think it's really difficult is a lot of this web of crumbs and relationships and favors that go on are often invisible to the person who's being harassed on the front line. You know, they don't know that this person gave, um, you know, her husband a job, you know, as a favor to maybe cover up um, a missed cancer or something like that. You know, we have no way of knowing these backroom relationships. and, And it's very easy to see how people can all fall into line. But once you get the, I think once you get the backstory, and you understand the relationships and the motives and why people owe someone else something else, you can start to understand what it takes to shift the balance of the um, of these people that support the harasser away from the harasser. Because once it becomes that this person is going to be discovered as you know aiding and abetting this harassment person, the narrative can shift very quickly and very effectively. But if you don't have that infrastructure of the human resource file, knowing the backstories, you know, knowing who had an investigation, knowing, you know, who was sent to formal peer review and who got sent, you know, to just the departmental, you know, um, review where they bury stuff and it never, you know, gets seen again. Um, you know, you really don't have the tools to put any pressure on these people that are supporting this wrongful act. And, um, you know, and, and I think that that, piece of the story really goes um really goes unspoken and obviously you know machiavelli's at play for everyone as an individual as they're acting together or against each other so um you know that's kind of my closing statement let's get some closing statements from each one of us and then i'll wrap up with some things that uh you know if an injured worker is being harassed here's what you need to do so john let's let's get you going again yeah um well you you you've sort of take the words out of my mouth <laughs> it is mm-hmm. true um yeah harassment it's it's 
I guess it's just um, it's you'd like to think that that doing the right thing will, will will get you through the day, but you know maybe sometimes when you start to factor in power dynamics, um, you know people have uh, motivations to uh, begin harassment, and others have motivation to aid and abet it, and it's hard. It could be very t difficult in certain situations. Um, you know, I. I, I it's 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 really important to have mechanisms uh either external or internal to to uh to to mitigate it um and it's easier said than done mm -hmm. but uh story hopefully when once it's told we'll have a happy ending and 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 we'll see that this person uh beat and broke the machine i guess <laughs> yeah let's hope so let's hope so yeah. paul uh, go ahead and tell us from machiavelli's book um you know why it's so naturally and inherently difficult to fight an uphill battle on a practiced and well-supported harasser well uh i think the what you had first touched upon was awesome in regards to um you not having access to the files or paperwork or stuff like that um so a check and balance Prog uh, way of going about things is much more efficient. If, if I'm if I'm looking at you and you're looking at me and I can see your papers and you can see my papers, it, we're constantly in our faces and I keep you in line and you keep me in line. And that's something that would work out much better for everybody, obviously. Uh, at that point, everybody's equal. Uh, even though I'm in, you hired me uh, and I'm inferior because you're paying me and I need that money to pay my bills and keep my family going and so on and so forth. But at the same time, if I have access to your info and you have access to my info, it, there's a check and balances now. So I check you out, you check me out. You're the P uh, I may be the people, you may be the Republic. Uh, you're the plebs, I'm the Senate. But if we have this balance, it's actually, it's not balanced because I'm the pleb and you're the Senate. But if we have access to our information and I check you, I could check you out and you could check me out this wouldn't exist. The harasser and harassee couldn't be there because mm -hmm. everything is out in the open. And that's how, according to Machiavelli, a, a city should actually work. A country should actually go on checks and balances, guys. I, I mean, it, it's crystal clear that way. I can't step on your toes and you can't step on my toes. As soon as you do, I'm going to check your stuff out. And if, I, and if you do it at me, I'm going to check you out. So it, it, it's a constant back and forth equal battle where everybody's part of it. So that's Machiavelli's personal point of view he says that a country and a nation will, will 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 strive like the romans did until the republic fell when there's a checks and balances business as mm -hmm. soon as you have an emperor involved as soon as you have one person involved and that one person is taking control it all goes down the drain and once you have that one person which we're going to call the harasser once you have that one person who's harassing that's when all the morality goes out the window and the harassers got to learn the rules of how to strive forward and, and get what he wants or she right. wants. Um, so he, he's, he's, he's very contradicting. He's saying, this is what a perfect world would be about. It's if you check on me and I check on you and then it's equal, but that's not the case in our, in our society in the 14 and 1500s here in Florence. So we're going to have to learn how to deal with this. And, and here's the manual that I'm giving to the main guy here in Florence, Mr. Medici. And this is how he should, this is what he should do to become a prince. But now that we all know it, because the book is available to everybody, and you can all read it. Let, let's get on our, our tippy toes and get ready for what he's about to do. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I'm going to channel a little bit of uh, Mr. Phil Walker, Esquire. He was um, a great guest um, who did a podcast with us um, some time ago on sham peer review, um, represents uh, injured workers, um, harassed uh, individuals in healthcare systems, et cetera. And these are really the things that he recommended um, that I just think are appropriate here if anyone's listening. Um, and <clears throat> you do have a claim of harassment or you're, you know, think that you're being harassed. Number one, seriously consider becoming represented, okay? Because you are entering into a game of policies and rules and engagement, um, timelines, uh, you know, uh, all these things that that will, you know, come into play or invalidate, you know, a claim. So get represented and, and do it early. Number two, do not speak to anyone in the organization without an attorney. Only communicate in writing or have all conversations recorded. And I cannot tell you enough after having talked to a couple of people who have these claims, um, you know, that that they will say, um, well, I'll tell you this, you read through the policies and their policies cannot prevent you from being represented when you have an issue with your employer or a complaint. They cannot write that in their policies. But what they will say is that it's not their practice to allow an attorney to be present when they're talking to you about your HR file or your HR complaint. So just be aware of that. That's very, very standard. Um, you know, it's it's not really supported, but they claim it's their policy. Um, number three, understand the motives of the harasser and the harasser support system. Understand if you can, like we said, why it's happening, why, you know, this practice is being promoted or protected. Um, is there a longstanding story? Was there a back rub given somewhere? Um, you know, was there a deal that was, you know, made? Was there a cover up, um, you know, along the way? All of these things, um, uh, you know, and HR can sometimes have a really hard time finding those personnel files when they're called to do so. Um, and remember, they're in, in control of all of the HR files and the person or the employee is um, just kind of standing there at the gates by themselves. And it's a little bit of a, a David and Goliath situation. And then the fourth and very important thing is try to get the complaint outside of the organization as soon as you can. Get an outside in credentialing committee, um, get, uh, you know, if someone is, you know, the medical board, if there's a medical malpractice or unprofessional conduct, um, something, anything you can get from the outside to, intervene and come in and do a more level look at the situation, the better off you'll be. So um, if you can if you can use those four things, I think you can uh, kind of avoid a lot of these problems and in getting into traps because if this goes too quickly and the harasser gets what he or she wants, you will lose your job and they have um, no problems, you know, sanctioning your license or, you know, sullying your reputation or putting you on a national registry that you, you know, did something wrong in quality when you never did. Um, I mean, these are standard things, unfortunately, out of uh, Machiavelli's playbook. So don't be upset about them. Just just be aware about them. So anyway, in closing, thanks, uh, John Levides, for awesome, um, you know, inputs. Thanks for telling us about the case. Paul, as always, a, a pleasure to have you on the show and giving us historical context that the more things change, the more they stay the same. Thank you very much, John. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you, John. All right. Thanks for listening. 
For more about dealing with workplace harassment, visit our blog at blog.rate-fast.com. And if you're a work comp professional, try RateFast Workers' Compensation Impairment Report Service at rate-fast.com.